0: Hey there, guys and ghouls.
1: You should tune in to broadcast from the Belfry, a dark-humored and pop-culture-filled podcast for the morbidly curious.
0: We cover literally everything, from cryptids,
1: to ghosties,
0: to true crime, false crime, and the medium crime, which we're still trying to find, folklore, not the Taylor Swift album, but I have talked about it, and we've got plenty of other tangents and pop culture thrown in in between.
1: What are your top three things we've covered in our first 50 episodes?
0: Uh, I like it when nice gay couples have a chicken coop and nothing bad happens ever in the world that I live in. I like when there's Squonk because he's me. And I like knowing what happens if I have to go number two on a boat in the ye times. I put
1: that as mine too, the Kraken, and I have in parentheses poop decks.
0: Nice.
2: Also, uh, mummies. I love talking about mummies. And the Birkenhair Anatomy Murders, also in parentheses, skin books. I know that was not in your top three. That's probably in your bottom three.
0: It definitely is. If you guys want to hear everything we said above, hear me groan when Georgia grosses me out, which happens a lot, and hear some real fun facts. I hope you tune in. In Georgia, what do we say to the potential listeners?
3: Stay spooky.
2: The city of Crawfordsville, Indiana is a hot spot for history, most of which they are proud. Home to Wabash College and Ben-Hur author Lou Wallace, among other notable writers, they rightfully took on the nickname, the Athens of Indiana. With so many things to be proud of, there is still one piece of history leaving a dark mark on this otherwise cheerful town. The Rotary jail Turn museum was one of the first of its kind in the country, and now stands as the last operating. In theory, these jails were safer, more convenient, but no one could have foreseen the horrific tragedies and accidents that would take place. Stepping back into the cylindrical confinements, a rush of cold air engulfs you, sending shivers through your body. You take a step into the open cell before you and are overcome with nausea. You place a hand onto the bars to steady yourself. Closing your eyes, you take a deep breath but are startled by the sound of vomiting. It seemed to be coming from the other side of the wall, the opposite cell. You step back onto the platform and call out, but there's no answer. You begin to walk towards the sound, but your eyes catch on something outside. You're drawn to the garden area beyond the window. A menacing wooden structure now stands where the open land once was. Perplexed, you step closer to the window to get a better look the sun hits the smooth metal of the guillotine's blade just as the sound of screams begin to echo from the second floor, followed by the sick crunch of breaking bones.
1: Ooh, she really gave you full-on
2: open-mouth
1: kisses. (laughs) Lady, are you gay? Lady, are you... (laughs) It's okay if you are, you can tell me. I'm not gonna... (laughs) this is a safe house
2: (laughs) i'm a cool aunt but not that cool (laughs) (laughs) oh
3: yikes
1: hello you are listening to or so they say the podcast where two sisters travel small town america one ghostly tale at a time i'm kelsey and
2: I'm Megan. Why are you doing the I little, like, know. the
1: stupid, the... The simp hands. Too- <laughs> the, the simp hands, yes. I couldn't think of what it was. You're just waiting for me doing simp hands, but with your thumb and in your index. Yeah,
2: making like a diamond or oh something. Like a diamond Dallas page ready to rumble. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Wrestling's not fake. Oh, my God. That's such... A, that's a. Why does it look like you have your finger up your butt?
2: because i I do do. it's such a (laughs) stupid movie oh my god oh my god (laughs) i forgot about that so many good i will rule you oh no i forgot about that what did there when you meet his wife and she's like all he left me with all he left me with was two kids and an itchy crotch (laughs) You ever seen crabs up close?
3: I you want to see?
1: I stop. Okay, I I'm recalling this. these things, but I'm done. I'm done with it. Anyway, okay. So oh, boy. If you couldn't tell, well, you can't tell. Does this Is this a tangent? Is this a listener episode? I don't know. No. Nobody we're, knows. We're back to our regularly scheduled episodes. We are. <laughs> so we went to spooky places, is what we're getting at. And we traveled again. I don't think we haven't been here before to this city. I don't think we have. No. No. For some reason, I was thinking of the other thing like this. Does that make sense? Yes. The Rock- was it Rockville? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> this week, we traveled to Crawfordsville, Indiana to the Rotary Jail. And this, I mean, I I was about to start talking about it. I'll I'll get into it. The Rotary Jail is very cool. It's actually a museum as well. So you can go <laughs> in, check out. It's still... Well, it's not... It's it's a museum. I was going to say it's still functioning, but it's not... They say it's like the sheriff's offices right there. I don't know. Crawfordsville is kind of a small town-ish. Ish. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: it's got Wabash College, bunch of dudes, big sausage vest out there. It's awful. <laughs> Very pretty campus, though.
2: hmm And you know, when I heard the name Rotary Jail, I was like, what does that mean? I won't tell you, but I was like, oh, so... Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's a very... I didn't know what it meant by rotary jail. Right. So
1: you've used your context clues. I know for me when I hear rotary... If I hear rotary jail, I think of like a rotary phone. And what does a rotary phone do? Think of think on that. Think on that question. You'll while we get talk a second. About, yes. While we talk about the drink that we got. So I picked out the drink this time.
2: Yes. And we're back to a beer. Heck Only yeah, because twin no listener episode just got a random wine that was in my house yes
1: and again so I thought I had something in mind for what I wanted to drink with this episode but again it's just always really it's what sounds good slash we're just grasping at straws and it it happened again and I don't care because I actually I've had this one before I like it a lot Mm -hmm. this time we are drinking New Belgium's Fat Tire Mm -hmm. it's a very I think it's very popular amber ale it's Not super heavy, not super light. It's just a nice sipping, not even a sipping beer. Like you can throw this back in the summertime, in -hmm. the fall, drink it whenever you want. It's a very nice beer.
2: I'll be honest, I've never had it. Really? But no, I have not. But I went to New Belgium's website because there isn't a description on it, but I went to the website and Mm -hmm. found a quick little brewing note section on this particular beer i'll let you know if i agree okay first of all it's 5.2 abv okay so pretty we're not trying to kill ourselves on founders again Mm,
1: god (sighs) it makes my tummy shudder oh i
2: sorry i used that word i hate that word (laughs) i'm a grown adult oh my god okay so on new belgium's website it says for the brewing notes fat tires unique flavor profile originates from 1930s belgium during this era, small breweries began offering easy-drinking beer crafted with signature Belgian yeast in order to satisfy the taste of visiting British soldiers. Today, Fat Tire delivers drinkers everywhere with a flavorful, balanced beer with a fresh, herbal hop profile, fine malt presence, and a touch of fruity yeast, making it a timeless beer with broad appeal.
1: It really is. It's... it's- i don't know i feel like i've said this about a couple beers but this one i also mean it if if you're on the fence about beer and you don't know if you like it or not this is as basic as it gets but in a good way it's a very good beer Mm -hmm. i and that's all like i agree with all of that so cool i say we go ahead and try so you've never had this no
2: i not that i can recall
1: okay well it's a good one are we ready to pop the top I'm not. I said
2: it like that. <laughs> well, I said yeast, so it's okay. So we're I even did it now.
1: twice. All right, three times now. Three,
2: mm-hmm. two, one. All right,
1: you got a little dribble. A
2: little dribble on my pants.
3: That's okay. <laughs>
2: That's okay.
3: It happens. Oh, and my pants. It band. happens
2: to the best
1: of us. What you think? It's. I mean, it smells like beer. It smells like
2: Charlie's. <laughs> oh, which ugh. Charlie's is just like a local bar restaurant in town so it's I not t- like the club scene but it's not like I don't know a dive bar it's kind of an right. between. it's
1: just a pub so I mean I took a drink because I know what it tastes like unfortunately we sat here and talked for a long time before we started recording so it got a little warm but yeah I get a shrug it's not it's not a bad shrug it's just a it's a beer
2: yeah I say it's I mean it's better than this is I'm not a beer drinker it's guys please sex, again. <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone I'm not a beer drinker but I would put it over like just a Budweiser or Coors like it's definitely right, it's a, level a above domestic. that
1: like it's just it's a nice amber mm-hmm. a nice amber ale like it says this isn't
2: bad yes and it's actually springtime so now it doesn't feel like spring but no, it is <laughs>
1: what the heck what I think the low tonight is 38 I believe last I checked
2: it's literally killing my plants I know your poor mango (sighs) seed (laughs) you guys my mango seed finally sprouted and I was so happy and then I forgot to bring it inside and there was a frost and it ripped my seed in half like literally just split it in half and now that little growth is a shriveled looking finger I'm Uh, I'm so
1: mad uh, on the other hand, my mango seed is thriving. It actually, there's a second, the, fir- the little shoot that's come out now has two more that's coming off of it. And a second um, sort of originating spot has poked out of the dirt now as well. I don't think, like, it's almost like it's two little, I don't want to call them trunks. It's going to be a mango tree, so I assume it's like a trunk. Yeah. But, like, a second one has emerged. I'm like, uh-oh, where'd you come from? <laughs> uh-oh. Okay. Well, anyway, we get off topic a lot all All the the time time. it's a nightmare so let's reel it back in fat tire very good drink for the spring for the summer for the fall maybe not well no for the winter i'd drink it then too i don't care it is an all-around simple like run-of-the-mill beer
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i would agree so there we go thanks new belgium (laughs)
1: thank you okay so back to the Crawfordsville Rotary Jail like I said remember the question I asked when when I said when I think of rotary I think of a rotary phone and what does a rotary phone do our demographic is mostly millennials and older so Mm -hmm. I hope most of you would know that a rotary phone is the type that you put your finger in the hole and you pull it and and, spin it. it and it spins it spins that's how you dial phone numbers so use your context clues here what does a rotary jail do a spinning jail you ask
2: Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> Somehow, yes, it was actually a really popular thing for a while, a short while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, burned fast, fizzled out faster. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. but we'll I will talk about that now because I'm going to talk about the history behind this rotary jail. It's very cool. Let's just let's dive in. Let's do it. Okay, I'm ready. So this jail in particular was built in 1881, and actually, it was the first rotary jail built in the United States. And it's the only one of three left standing, and of those three, it is the only one that still turns.
2: So- okay, I feel like we we come across this a lot. Here in the Midwest, and even more so in Indiana, that we have the only or the last or the first. Yes. Why? Why do yeah. we end up with this stuff? I know, it is true.
1: Yeah. The other ones are like in, I honestly, I should have looked it up, but I didn't. But they're nowhere near here. Only three left. This is the only functioning one left. Nuts. So, welcome to Indiana, home <laughs> of like the weirdest little tidbits you'll ever find.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, built in 1881, the rotary function was actually disabled. In the late 1930s, so these are just, I'm going to read you other things, but these are just quick little notes that I took as a whole. I don't know. I feel like they're highlights, if you will. Okay. So it did spin, but the rotary function was disabled in the 1930s, and you'll find out why. And then it was closed as a jail in 1973, so it had almost a hundred year run. Not bad, I suppose. Yeah. Then it opened as an attraction just two years later in 1975, and they had the rotary function going again. So I, I guess as the attraction part of it. So this this jail spins, and you're probably wondering how does it spin? Because like 1881, they didn't have buttons. It's not like a fair ride where they turn the Ferris wheel by flipping the switch on and off.
2: This thing is hand cranked.
3: Mm. <laughs> and do
2: you know? Do you, Megan? Do you recall how much this weighs? Uh, I don't remember the exact number. I know it's tons literally yes literal so this is
1: a hand cranked jail that weighs approximately 32 tons i was gonna (laughs) say like six no no 32 so basically it's odd how it gets going but once it gets going it's got some momentum again causing its downfall and you'll find out why. <laughs> so those are my notes and we're going to that's it, let the end. No, those All right. are. Alright, thank
2: you guys for <laughs> Thanks for yeah, so if you want to
1: reach out to us. No. Those are the highlights. Now we're gonna get into some articles that I found. A lot of them kind of highlighted the same thing, so this is just a compilation of notes that I found. So there was a point in history when people were still trying to perfect the perfect cell in which to keep the wiliest of creatures. Man. Huh. <laughs> I'm already gonna deviate a little bit it, because it's true, it's silly I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts as I've mentioned before and I you would not believe like one of the ones I've been binging recently is, I, I go between two or three right now and one of them is small town murder mm-hmm. which, you, again, let's use our context clues they t- discuss small town murders murders that happened in exclusively small towns not
2: like Chicago, <laughs> Detroit, Indianapolis, Louisville, whatever Yeah, we're talking Kankakee yeah. Which is an actual town in Indiana. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they cover
1: Laporte, which is a bigger one, but...
2: Yeah, they they have not covered which Kankakee as is far as I know of.
1: Wild. Anyway, point is, they discuss how easy it is for people to break out of jail. Like, why? Jail and prison. It like, should
2: I, not be
3: this right, easy. Literally,
1: it is quite literally your only job is to keep these people contained. It's a jail. Yeah. And why do people escape? All the time, all the freaking time,
2: right you turn on you're like, what hey
1: yeah they're like, could someone please just watch this for two freaking seconds and they can't do it they can't manage it So they were trying to because everybody's lazy and apparently everybody keeps breaking out of jail they're trying to perfect the perfect jail cell to keep the wiliest of creatures man that that was a quote from this it's silly but true mm-hmm. so this quest for the perfect jail led to some odd and often inhumane forms of incarceration, some of which still survive.
3: Oh, good. Yes.
1: And one such example is the Rotary Jail. Mm. <laughs> and it's, this is, so the Crawfordsville, as we said, jail is the only still working example of which, inder, whoa, you know, this is a quote. <laughs> one such example is the Rotary Jail, the only still working example of which is Indiana's Rotary Jail Museum. An odd choice of words. Basically, it's the only functioning jail left. Rotary jails were a unique innovation in penitentiary design where the cells were wedge-shaped spaces arranged around a central hub. The entire hub hub could then be spun by a mechanism beneath the cells that was controlled by a hand crank. So, think of Trivial Pursuit. Okay. M- meets life. That's kind of like the life spinner, you know? Oh. <laughs> so I'm trying to explain it for the people at home, okay? So yeah, it's sort of. They're shaped like Trivial Pursuit, how you're trying to fill in the pie pieces, oh, and then that thing can pie spin. Pieces. Yeah. So and they can spin, except not complete pie pieces because it can't come to a point, and I'll tell you why it can't come to a point in a moment. I think it'll get there. So it's turned by a hand crank. The cells would spin around so that the door could only be accessed from one opening. So you walk in to the entrance of the cells and there is a door in front of you that you can open that's the only one that is it
3: mm-hmm. so you
1: have to hand crank that thing and turn it around turn it until you get the cell that you want unlock it let them out mm-hmm. and that's how
2: because what would happen wouldn't you turn it to where none of their doorways open up to the matching doorway that lets them come out. So really what you're doing is matching up doorway to doorway. So each cell has a door, but it's all barred around except for... One opening. So once you line up their opening with that opening, yes. they can walk out. Yes. So there really is no lock and key. You just turn that. Well, no, that I believe and... that
1: there is that door. So they had it swung open. Remember, oh, you walk in, okay. you couldn't go to the left so like because an ad- the door was additional open. door. Yeah, So they would line them up with the door that they could open, open up that door, and then they could step out. Otherwise, as they're hand cranking it, people could just pop out the holes while they're going.
2: Do they want to though? No.
1: And again, <laughs> we'll get there. So. Hand-cranked, it spin around until the door was accessed from the one opening. This innovation almost caught on in the late 1800s, and somewhere between 6 and 18 of the spinning jails were built in America. Okay. Unfortunately, the almost whimsical prisons had the fatal habit of, now can you picture it? (laughs) I, I imagine you have, were there wall? Yeah, so I mean... There were set walls, like solid it, walls, separating like them. It's like a rounded jail cell. You still have the bars that you know you can stick your hands out and like wave at the other inmates. But now, think about you have your hand out of the cell, and then they start cranking. Mm-hmm. So these whimsical prisons had the fatal habit of trapping inmates' limbs in between the bars, breaking and crushing them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes full bodies would get crushed
3: mm-hmm. in
1: this mechanism. So. After a number of such incidents, most of the Rotary Jails were closed or converted to a more stationary operation. So they still kept them, but stopped the Rotary function and then... But that made things difficult, so... Yeah. Yeah. Today, the only still operating example of the Rotary Jails is one in Crawfordsville, Indiana. While the jail no longer holds criminals, the massive gear beneath the cells can still rotate, standing as a strange example of innovation outstripping utility. So... Very interesting. it's we got to see it happen. We got to see it spin. It's a very cool feature. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just imagine, ooh, like it just made yep. me jump. What if you just like or had your fingers hanging onto the bars as it was spinning and it caught just right? And whoop, by fingers, yeah. If you had your foot hanging out the bottom by foot?
2: Mm-hmm. like, And if you guys are having a hard time picturing this, I understand, like we're trying to explain this to you because I literally, the concept to me, I had no idea what to expect when I went in there. I was like, I know it says rotary jail, but how? Right. Almost like the
1: fair ride that you stand, you stand up in the spot and the thing Mm -hmm. spins not that fast and imagine it's bars instead of a cage and you could stick your arm out.
2: Yeah. So if it's hard to imagine, it's hard to picture uh, we actually have a video, or I took a video, of them spinning the cells in action. Mm-hmm. So we can post that video. It's like, I think, 30 seconds long. Yes. But you get to actually see it spin. And I try to get it to where you can see where they would come out once their cell lined up. And so if this is all very hard to imagine, we'll have a video on our website.
1: Yeah. So, every, like I said, everything else kind of elaborated on that I have some more notes here but that's that's the basis of the rotary jail and why it was a hot hot mess and why it did not stick around so it says the rotary jail is inside the sheriff's residence and I don't that's what I meant by I don't know if that's the current sheriff's residence or that was just the way that it was because remember we walked into like Mm -hmm. what seemed like the sheriff's office that would also then lead out to the gallows because they hung yeah. people there.
2: Mm-hmm. They Fun. did do executions. Mm-hmm.
1: Fun stuff. So you could watch. We noticed that you could see from the jail cells out to the, the courtyard where they would be hung. So you mm-hmm. got a little show with your with your entertainment being spun around like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the jail house. Oh, jail. So the jail and the house was built in 1881. We're not going to do the math here. For $26,000. That's a lot of money, I yeah. think, for that time. Originally, they forgot to add a kitchen. Whoops-a-daisy. So that added an extra $4,000, and it cost three commissioners their jobs. Oh, man. Like, that's a bu- How do you forget? So they put in, like, oh, here's the cells, here's the living quarters, you need food.
3: Mm. Yeah,
1: so people lost their jobs because of that, and it added, I mean, what would that be, an eighth, not an eighth, like a sixth more to their cost, which yeah. is... Roughly. Yeah, yikes. Anyway, now a little more elaboration. Back to when it was built. In the spring of 1881, architect William H. Brown and iron foundry owner Benjamin F. Hoff who was a bot of Indianapolis, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but anyway, filed a patent for the most innovative invention—a invention, <laughs> intervention, uh, I-, I need a moment, <laughs> <laughs> most innovative invention, a jail with revolving cells. The main object with this ingenious model of a jail was to produce a jail where prisoners can be controlled without the necessity of personal contact between the guard and the inmate of the prison. My take on that is laziness and they were already cutting costs back in the 1800s they're like instead of having a guard to man every three sa- cells, let's just have one guard per floor man this one door that they can get out of three guards so much less to pay out mm-hmm. like you don't need as many people so to me it's it almost seems it seemed like a stingy thing from the get-go and maybe that's just because capitalism has ruined me but that's how it feels <laughs> Anyway, the design aligned a two-tier cylindrical cell block with one main column that served as both support and plumbing for the individual toilets in the cells.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Let me see, each tier had eight wedge-shaped cells, but the whole structure has only one door. Okay, so that's what I wanted to get to. The cells are not absolutely pie-shaped because they have to be flat in what would be the corner because they have to go to the bathroom. And you're like, oh, where would the toilet go? It's shoved in that corner. And you're like, well, you can't put plumbing there because the thing spins. And, like, how would you get pipes to spin with it? You can't.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We were explained to this. I don't think this is mentioned in here. We were told that it basically runs on, like, a a poop chute. Like it's quite a, a, literally a, a poop chute. A trough. Yeah. So it would have to line up, and you would – every all your – bodily functions excrement. yes excrement that's the word i was like secretions i don't know <laughs> oh, no <laughs> would um they would be funneled down to a low a localized trough at the very bottom and then someone they would ha- they had these things on top of the jail that collected water so you prayed for rain every day because someone every so often got the job of flushing out the trough of human excrement yeah And they would open up this, they would pull this lever, I don't know, and like all of the rainwater from the roof would come down, flush it out, and it would be clean. Mm
3: -hmm. If it
1: didn't rain enough, if it did not collect enough water, you had to like manually flush it out with water. Mm. So that's a no for me, dog. That, that's terrible. That is terrible. God, gross. So I just... and I, again, I'm wondering, do the jail cells have to line up perfectly with, like, a shoot, like, one single shoot? Or was it one just giant, like, big like funnel? funnel that funnel. That's kind of
2: what I pictured was a big funnel.
1: Like, one trough per, uh, what do you call that? So? S- well, story. Uh-oh. And then that would funnel down to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. I don't know. Point is, disgusting. Probably another reason why it shouldn't have stuck around. Mm-hmm. Anyhoot. This arrangement makes the whole prison as convenient to the keeper as though it consisted of but a single cell and as safe as it is as and as safe as if it contained just a single prisoner. That was the thought anyway. When a guard rotated the hand crank, the cell block spun and sent the prisoners on a disorienting carousel ride past the ex- access point. That's true. Like, I don't uh-huh. know. The thing doesn't spin super fast, but how annoying would it be? Like, if you get time outside every day, you have to be spun around at least twice a day to be uh-huh. let out and then put back in. Like, I, we'll get to how we felt about it, but that that would suck, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I did try to find more. What's annoying is there's a website for this jail, but it's like encompassed in other things. Like it's there's a big website and then within that website, you click on a menu. It's like, did you want to look at the Rotary Jail? Did you want to look at this museum or this museum? I'm like, oh, I want to look at the Rotary Jail. It's like, oh, click here for more history. I'm like, oh, you got it, boy. And I clicked on the history button. And then it was like, what do you call it? JPEGs of, wow. <laughs> of newspaper articles that, even me zooming in, my eyeballs were like, oh, I can't, Hello. like my <laughs> eyes are pretty good and I could not make out some of these articles and it cut some of them off. So I was like, what is, the, what is the point of this? And there was no other history spot. So I had to find this from, you know, independent writers and things like that. There were, I don't even know if there were necessarily a ton of notable inmates that went in and out of there, but we mentioned earlier, they had a gallows that, you could, wa- you could see it from your cell. You could watch these people be hung. They showed us, they're like, oh, you walk out and where that patio is now, that's def- you would walk straight out onto the gallows and be hung from there. Mm. So it was a little <laughs> eerie to see. It's this tiny little courtyard, and although that is not its purpose now at all, I got that vibe. I could picture yeah. people standing out there and watching and jeering and...
2: Yeah, I mean, there is definitely the parking lot right there, and it has the Weech wheelchair ramp. I yes, don't know yeah. what I was going to say, <laughs> witchy <laughs> ramp. And but if you just like cover that side of your peripherals and just stare at the the garden or whatever, you know, it's, it's like
1: every every portrayed gallows scene you've ever seen. That's exactly what it looks like, and it's kind of weird to actually see it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So there was a incident an incident that happened with these gallows which again like probably there were plenty of incidents across everywhere and i'm sure that's why hangings stopped Mm
3: -hmm.
1: but this is this is kind of a prime example of why the gallows were sort of nixed after a while Mm -hmm. this article here was written in 2019 it is titled the spectacle was sickening the rotary jail and the thrice hanged ghost Mm -hmm. so (laughs) of course we want to talk about the scare the spooky stuff that's why we're here i guess we didn't get to why is the jail haunted this is one of the reasons so i mean people losing their limbs and losing their lives in this rotary jail is one thing those spirits i'm sure they were already pretty upset cuz they're in jail but now they died due to some silly mechanism but now this is one of the main hauntings that they have here that they that they claim to have cl- claim to have yeah so mm-hmm. it's the thrice hanged ghost This this is all a quote from this article. I recently had the chance to finally visit the Rotary Jail Museum in Crawfordsville, Indiana. The jail is the first rotating jail built in the United States and the only one that still turns. We know all of this. In the 19th century, rotary jails popped up across the Midwestern United States. Jail cells shaped like wedges rotated on a platform like a carousel using a hand crank. We know all of these things. And actually, if you find this article, they have pictures of the cell and the crank. All in one picture, and it's kind of, it it's very cool to look at. It's like I said, hard to explain. We're trying, but mm-hmm. if you get a chance to check it out, check it out. So we're just gonna jump, cause it just talks about pretty much everything I already covered. So the thrice hanged ghost, we can give him a name. His name was John coffee So in January of 1885, only four years after this jail
2: opened, <laughs> they're doing great. Yeah.
1: The beaten and burned bodies of James and Elizabeth McMullen were found in their home near Elmdale, Indiana, which is in Montgomery County. Crawfordsville is also in Montgomery County, I believe. Okay. John Coffey, who was only 23 years old, was arrested for their murders. He confessed three separate times, went to trial, and was found guilty. Coffey was sentenced to death by hanging. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the first public execution for Crawfordsville, Indiana. A scaffold, a scaffold was constructed and tested several times with a 150-pound sandbag. About 200 people purchased tic- tickets to witness the hanging in the jail's courtyard. On October 15th, almost happy birthday, yeah. <laughs> 1885, coffee's hanging and a her- horrific scene took place. So, I mean, hangings are already pretty horrific but
2: and the fact that they're selling tickets like yeah. it's an
1: attraction well it's wild it said this is the first hanging in crawfordsville it's kind of wild that they sold tickets to it because how were they <laughs> gonna know how it was gonna go honey over? grab the
2: kids grab the picnic basket honestly
1: <laughs> like i hope this doesn't flop like we're selling these tickets 50 cents a pop this is crazy right so it took three attempts to hang coffee God. uh the rope broke the first two times so here's a quote When the drop fell, the rope broke and the body dropped to the ground. The neck was not broken, but blood oozed from the condemned man's ears. He was carried up on the scaffold, and while the rope was being readjusted, he rediscovered consciousness and begged to have the cap taken off that he might make another speech. This request was refused. When the drop again fell, the rope broke a second time, but the body was (laughs) caught before it fell to the ground fell to the ground. It was lifted up and held in the arms of the deputy sheriff while the rope was fixed for the third time. And so it only broke two times. So you're like, oh, finally, he, he went on the third time. Because talk about, it's already cruel and unusual, but this is getting kind of ridiculous. So they rat, they fix it all up for the third time. When the drop fell again, the rope held coffee, the rope held and coffee strangled to death for 12 minutes. <laughs> 12 minutes.
2: God. Like, I can't
1: even... I... Oh, gosh. You know things where it's like, let's take one minute of silence. Like, sitting for one minute is uncomfortable. 12 minutes. And he was already bleeding from the ears and woozy from the fact that he right. fell is twice. he even
2: really, at this point, does he know what's going on? Which, I, I don't know.
1: Maybe he was more than 150 pounds. Who knows? It just did not work out well. I don't know what they messed up, but that is on a different level of cruel and unusual. Yeah. And how, why would they not, how did it not break his neck? Like, I don't, I just, I can't think of that. I don't know. No. Well, I mean, apparently everyone had their and opinion. You know what?
2: You're already going to kill this man. And to deny him some more last words, I don't know. I just, that seems. I knocked <sighs> a little bit of sense into him with that first fall. He's like, wait, wait, like, <laughs> let me apologize. <laughs> just one last thing.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, the the crime was horrific, so maybe they're just like, we don't care, you need to die. But yeah. that was a lot. And apparently other people thought it was a lot because they said, quote, the hanging was an embarrassment for Montgomery County. Prisoners in the jail pleaded to have the scaffold torn down. Imagine watching that and knowing you were the next to go, and you're like, well, Jesus, like, how yeah. long is it going to take me to die? And as they could see the threatening mechanism through the jail windows, like we said, the people of Crawfordsville would be haunted both figuratively and literally by the ghost of John Coffey. So, it has a little on the ghost here. I'm going to go ahead and read that as well. Shortly after the execution, people began to see the ghost of John Coffey. Firstly, his ghost was seen near El- Elmdale, which was the location of the murder, prowling around at night. Alley catten, if you will. I guess <laughs> like not alley Catton, that's being a hoe. So. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> that's as our grandma. grandma
1: once put it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. One night, the ghost of John Coffey stopped a farmer as he needed a ride, vehicle not mentioned. He rode with the farmer about three miles until they reached the ruins of the McMullen household. The ghost, quote, hopped out and bounded away with the speed of a jackrabbit. Oh. And that was October 28th, 1885, so just 13 days after he was executed.
2: Oh, no, thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, the ghost of John Coffey likes taking rides because he reportedly hopped on a train, too. As the story goes, a train conductor named Dick Tracy, isn't that like a
2: a detective? Yeah. Or... yeah.
1: I don't know. They saw the ghost of Coffee with a noose around his bloody neck. Tracy and Brakeman were in the caboose just leaving Crawfordsville. Coffee jumped on the front end and Tracy quickly locked the car doors. Coffee then jumped on top of the roof and came through the cupola? I don't know trains, y'all. I'm going to say cupola cupola, See,
2: cupola. I, I'm sure I have no idea none
1: finally taking a seat on the train he rode the train for about 30 miles while <laughs> Tracy and the brake man watched in fear <laughs> like what? that is a long time I um, know because I feel like that train couldn't have been going more than let's say 60 miles an hour I don't I have no concept Maybe 40 of 40 or 50 right at so you the just time? watched this man well, for close to 40 minutes and you're like what this year? Is weird.
2: <laughs> What year was this? <laughs> November 11th, 1885. So still in the 80s. Yeah, I'm thinking they can't be breaking 60 miles an hour. Yeah, so they just sat and watched this dude for
1: almost 40 minutes. They're like, is he going to... Okay, he's still... All right, this is weird. <laughs> so he eventually jumped off the train and quickly disappeared. Tracy decided that was his last ride. What a...
2: Baby. Okay.
1: <laughs> People still believe John Coffee haunts the Rotary Jail. As every October, the museum's security systems indicate movement inside the jail and the house at night, and that's according to the Indiana Historical Bureau. Allegedly, the sheriff who decided not to pursue other accomplices in the Coffee case haunts the building as well. That's creepy. That says every mm. October they the security system they have in place catches movement in the jail and the house when there is nothing in there
2: right that seems to be when the activity starts
1: right and if we recall from oh you know two minutes ago he was <laughs> killed on october 15th mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and when you think about like leap year and things like that and that whatever day it is now may not necessarily be what it was then yeah well that's why it says all of october so mm-hmm. i don't i don't know it's
1: that's wild. And regardless of the haunting, hung three times and 12 minutes to die. That's like the, oh gosh, the botched lethal injection that took how long? I mean, there were lots of botched lethal injections, but one story comes to mind in particular where I think it took, oh, it was like an obscene amount of time for an injection. It took like, I I don't know, I want to say 17 minutes. I'm just making that up. But they put this injection in and he did not go... Quietly, he did not go pain free. Like you watched him just like convulse and the like the horrible effects of this poorly concocted injection mm. just slowly and painfully take his life and that was like the big turning point on lethal injections as well. Mm. Because they don't because they did they weren't mixing them right. It's it's a certain mixture of chemicals. And they just kept getting it wrong enough that they're like, we cannot, like, this is inhumane.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's just go back to, like, stoning or... <laughs> oh my god, just shoot them! Just shoot them! Do the firing squad. I don't know.
1: I'm not... The death penalty is a whole other conversation that I'm not going to get into right now. Yeah. But some people just shoot them. Just get it over with. Shoot them in the head. Don't waste any, don't waste any tax paying dollars on them. Don't give them better medical care mm-hmm. than a lot of people on the streets don't have. Like, <clears throat> honestly, three my- square meals a day, a bed to sleep on at night. That's crap.
2: Medical. Yeah, yeah. It With the death penalty, again, we're not going to get super deep into it. I am honestly indifferent, but there are just, I listen to so many true crime podcasts that some of the stories you hear and the things that are that a human can do to another human, honestly, I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> Just let them have it. Like, I don't feel any oh, yeah. remorse to say kill them. But I am kind of like, I don't know. I'm very on the fence about the death penalty just because there's so much room for error.
1: Right, which speaking of, I went ahead and searched real quick because it was bugging me. I knew it was a ridiculous amount of time. 17 minutes wasn't even close. So I just looked up the longest lethal injection death because Mm -hmm. there, like I said, are a number of botched Injections. So the longest on record is from Joseph Rudolph Wood III. was an It says he was an American convicted murderer, ex- expected <laughs> executed on July twenty third, twenty fourteen. So this was as early as twenty, like as recent as twenty fourteen, and they were injected in the Florence State Prison in Arizona. <laughs> Do you, would you like to take a guess on how long it the lethal injection took to kill him?
2: I don't want to overshoot, but I'm going to say 36 minutes. Close. Two hours. <gasps> what? He sat and
1: it was like not, it was disturbing. Like, because people are sitting in the room watching. It took him two hours to die.
2: To no longer have a heartbeat.
1: Well, they, it says it was a two hour lethal injection procedure that was described as, quote, botched. Wouldn't, would you say so?
2: If I had to sum it up.
1: uh... Uh, Botched was a, that'd be a good one. Yikes. That's the Rotary Jail in Crawfordsville, Indiana. (laughs) The Rotary Jail Museum in Crawfordsville, Indiana. Now that is still a functioning Rotary Jail. Like I said, all spookiness aside, all bad killings aside, very cool place to visit. Even now we're coming off of quarantine a little bit. So it was, you know, modified viewing, but still fun. Yes. Would
2: recommend Actually, I guess this is a nice little segue. To there you go. Far. You're welcome. So, I did we it on
1: purpose, of course.
2: Segway. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm you, almost done with well, Did you just
1: picture someone riding across to Segway in
2: your mind? Like I mm-hmm. did. With like big old 80s sunglasses on mm-hmm. and like give me the hang loose what, <laughs> what is battle? happening up there <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> so uh, help me so, okay this is a cry for help <laughs> help Ooh. okay now I forgot my Segway. Look, I got so hyped about the Segway riding 80s. I know. See, things. now I forgot
1: what I even said to make the Segway. Oh, I said it's a cool place to visit. Would recommend quarantine. has. Uh, there yes, we go. yes.
2: So because of quarantine, when we went to the Rotary Jail first, we didn't know what to expect. So yeah, we I went in first and kind of did a look see <laughs> around and I see nobody and I was like, well,
1: the door was open. I think it's but just people... a help
2: yourself situation. Right, but
1: there was a couple that did walk out as we pulled up.
2: Yes, so I go back and I get Kelsey, and we have Maddie with us on this trip, and we say, uh, I tell him, I think we're good. I don't see anybody in there, and then when we walk in, there was actually someone sitting back around the corner couldn't really see them and we hear a hello and we're like oh someone's <laughs> here and you do have to pay a little bit of an admission and it helps go towards the museum and keep it running especially right now with covid mm-hmm. definitely and they take donations so we get a quick background from the person working there and she did cover a lot of the things that we talked about she and was they... the one that
1: mentioned the gallows that wasn't even on our radar
2: no no and She did mention that typically or normally it would be a guided tour where they'd take you around and they'd point things out. They have signs up all around explaining what certain things are, but because of COVID and social distancing, it was just a go about at your leisure. Right. That's
1: why they had the signs so you could just read them as you went at each little station, if you will.
2: Which was perfect, right? For when us. she said we
1: usually do guided tours,
2: I was like, "Don't, don't, don't you do it?" <laughs> and she did mention they have people like YouTubers. I, she didn't say podcast in general, but she has other people who have asked to do like overnight uh, investigations of this place, and. Uh, we just decided go during the day when, because we don't. You never know what you're gonna deal with. I mean, maybe we should start being more upfront and calling our places and contacting them. Right. Well, Be the, more trusting of them.
1: The thing is, we're not. Unfortunately, despite what you all might think, we are not A-listers. We are not big podcasters. So no. I feel like just random, just them going off our word, like, hey, we're we want to check it out. They'll, they they probably it's probably a dime a dozen. So I'm sure they don't let everybody in and unfortunately yeah. i don't think we're first in line to do overnight investigations at these places
2: no probably not but we have really
1: great personalities that that gets us that, that gets us by sometimes yeah
2: i think we go in pretty chill and they're like we like these girls they're not bad the slippery noodle in like
1: that's how just like <laughs> y'all want to go on a tour we're like yes please
2: yeah <laughs> So we are very excited to hear this, and we actually did bring a lot of our equipment with us in a backpack that was not questioned at all, and we said, okay. Oh, yeah. I
1: don't think we mentioned that, like, I I bought this fancy new backpack so we could tote all of uh, our organizer stuff i know i'm i got excited about it okay it's like velcro you can move it around i we can keep all of our equipment in there the cameras the voice recorders the what do you call it, night vision lights the wide angle uv not uv lights ir lights mm-hmm. all of it it's wonderful it's great still cameras
2: all in one place so i convenient. Feel so fancy now <laughs> so we bring in our backpack And we head in to immediately go to the cells because we can't really go, I mean, I guess you could go out to the gallows, but we really wanted to see these cells because we had heard so much about the uh, amputations (laughs) that happened there accidentally and really wanted to check that out. So we did step into the very first cell they had open that you could actually walk into it and we start taking out a couple of things to begin our investigation (laughs) and I think it almost, it happened immediately. It did. All three of us, very uneasy. And I know it's so cheesy walking like, oh, the energy.
3: <laughs> right. It, it,
1: it wasn't quite an energy thing. No. It was like motion sickness. We, it was like seasickness. Yeah,
2: we all agreed that we felt some type of sickness, whether it was motion sickness or so, just nauseous in general. Yeah. And... I mean, you're standing still, and I don't know if it was the thought. We hadn't even seen it move at this point. We literally just walked back there, stepped right into the cell, and you do kind of feel it shift Shifted, a little yeah. when you step on it, but nothing intense. And then when you're standing still, nothing's happening. But I felt um, kind it, of off balance. It was like the entire cell
1: was rocking without you move. It just, mm-hmm. it felt like being on a boat.
2: It really did. Yes, it did and we pull out the EVP and start doing a voice recording sessions right away and asking some questions
1: yeah, I've noticed in like, I've been watching ghost adventures a lot. I noticed when they start to feel energy, they'll pull out their voice recorder. So like, oh, we're going to run a session now. We personally like to run it the whole time because you never know when you're going to catch something. And honestly, some of the times we do catch things are unexpected. We're not asking
2: questions. Right. We're not paying attention. It's almost like that's when they really want to get our attention is when we've stopped that, paying attention to them.
1: That or if they are not intelligent hauntings but residual hauntings Uh it's not going to respond to you asking questions anyway Mm -hmm. it's just going to be people shuffling through the halls and you hear forks clanging on the trays because they got their lunch or something that's the stuff that just happens regardless or should happen regardless so that's why we run it almost the entire time as long as we can yeah so it also calls for a lot of digging
2: (laughs) yes so we have two voice recorders that we use and I have one and Maddie had the other and we also had our cameras that we got out very shortly after because if we were to catch anything on one uh, piece of equipment we want to make sure that we can line it up with another piece of equipment to debunk if possible yes because we don't want to assume that everything is supernatural because we have experienced things that off the bat sounds spooky or looks spooky but then you can find out later yep. that it's not necessarily we'll, we'll supernatural. We'll line it up
1: with the yeah, we'll line it up with the camcorder and that I don't know, that voice we thought we heard was you see Megan in the background step on a twig and it snaps.
2: Yeah. And it's kind of a bummer cuz you're like, "Oh my gosh, that sounds so cool. That's crazy. We caught that." And it's it's nothing. It's nobody.
1: But it is it is helpful so we're not lying to you. I it's a
2: bummer, but I like it also. Because we're being as 100% real with you as we can. Yeah. So we start recording right away. And the uneasy feeling is the first thing. Honestly, we thought we were very excited because we thought we immediately also started getting some responses back. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We're walking out of the cell and we Maddie's the only one left in it. And she starts to walk out of the cell. And you hear like this banging on the cells or on like maybe the the bars yeah is kind of what it sounded like and so we're asking like was that
1: you was that you
2: yeah everyone said that i didn't touch anything i didn't bump anything so we start asking hey if that was you can you knock on the the cell again and we didn't get anything and we're like okay let's go and we start to go and it bangs again and we said shut up and we're all excited (laughs) and this is exactly what we're talking about because all of us were super hyped But we went back late. And in the moment, we really thought we had caught something. Mm -hmm. We didn't find out later until we had gotten home and started playing back the EVP and the camcorder at the same time. That we found out it was actually when we were stepping out of the cell. It was like it leveling. Because
1: the entire thing moves, it's on gears. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. stepping out wobbled it just enough that it creaked that we actually did figure out in the moment what we figured out later was the footsteps so we're like oh was that like we swore we heard footsteps as well that one we couldn't figure out and then we came back put the two and two together and it was maddie at the same time as we're trying to figure out if it was us (gasps) making the noise she starts kind of like doing penguin feet thing (laughs) yeah to see if it would make the noise, and those were the footsteps we thought we heard. So, mm-hmm. two things debunked back-to-back. Back. Kind of deflates you, but it's nice. We ni- just
2: started. <laughs>
1: right, it, but it's nice to know. Like, we were really messed up about the banging, found out it was her. Later, we're like, but there's footsteps. It
2: was also her.
3: Yeah, it <laughs> was apologized. all just...
2: The way it worked and... Because the mechanism is so old, just having one person step in it, you can hear everything. It goes all the way up that cylinder. Yes. So that's what we heard. Unfortunately, nothing there. But that isn't to say that we didn't get something. So a lot of our time spent in the jail cell was walking, spending a little bit of time almost in at each cell that we could asking questions because we don't know who stayed in which one and because it's constantly rotating you probably could never tell who stayed (laughs) in which one so we would stop ask some questions and I know Maddie at one point got further ahead of us Mm -hmm. and was further around the the roundabout I guess looking at another cell and you can hear her in our EVP and you don't see her on the the camera recording but you can hear her kind of off doing her thing and Kelsey and I are still standing together she's got the camera and I have the voice recorder and we are getting ready to turn to another cell Mm -hmm. to start asking questions and we're certain almost certain that we have captured something on our voice recorder. Yeah. And it's, I guess in this case, it would be an intelligent... I, I, I would say intelligent. I would say intelligent, yeah. Yes. I don't think anything in particular was asked at this N- point. No, we're all just
1: quietly walking, looking through the cells. She's made her way ahead of us. hmm uh,
2: And I've taken a break from asking questions at this point. But as Kelsey is turning the camera to look into the next cell, the empty cell, we caught something on the voice recorder, and it's...
1: That Maddie was holding, so it wasn't even near me.
2: That's right. It wasn't ours. It was hers. Because
1: Megan's didn't catch this, we went back to the cam camcorders, and I actually don't think her camcorder caught it either. Neither of the camcorders caught it, but this EVP did, or this voice recorder did. Mm-hmm.
2: And what you hear being whispered into the voice recorder is what we think it's saying is he's in here or he's in there. Yes. We can't decide which, but to me that sounds intelligent.
1: Yeah. Because like we said, we're searching cell to cell basically. And if, when we line up the camcorder footage with the EVP recordings, it's almost immediate. You hear he's in here about 20 feet away from me. And then I turn to look in the cell Mhm. and it, it's probably one of the clearest EVPs we got
3: while during
1: there. while at that jail. Mm-hmm. I say EVPs plural because
2: there's, there's more.
1: <laughs> but no, it was honestly it creeped us out when we it, we just listened to it, refreshed ourselves before recording, and it
2: still just to make me sure. Yeah, just to make sure we're not nuts. So as far as the first floor goes, that's really all there was to see in the jail cells was to walk this almost full circle. You couldn't go all the way around Mm -hmm. and spend a little time at each cell. That was really the only thing we got. So now it's time for us to head up to the second floor, which is almost identical, but it's got a nice creepy catwalk that goes along the edge. And I believe it was up there at that point that Maddie also got very dizzy again
1: yeah it's weird because these are fixed points they're fixed to the walls and the cells are the only things that move at this point mm-hmm. the first floor makes sense but the catwalks are catwalks they are drilled into the wall they're not going anywhere she felt worse up there like she had to sit down for a little bit
3: hmm
2: I'll say I didn't, but the the feeling of uneasy never really went away.
1: Mm, Oh, especially because on the second floor is when you could start to see see the the gallows. And I stood in that corner for a long time. Mm -hmm. It was sombering
2: in an uncomfortable way. Yeah. And I think this may be when Maddie's taking a break. I mean, she's still recording. She's still got her voice recorder and the camera going at this point. Yes, But... We feel like we've captured another EVP. This one is a little more, eh, we're not sure. It's not necessarily intelligent, but we believe there's something there. You can hear Maddie asking a question, but right before she asks, there's someone like almost sighing.
1: Like expelling air, not breathing in.
2: Yeah, they're definitely, air is going out. And then she asks her question, And then it's almost like the sigh either continues or they sigh again as she's finishing her question.
1: Is it right before she speaks and right after she speaks? Yes. Yes. But like what is natural about... So there's the thing I want to ask you.
2: Right. You're not breathing out twice as you're... Like it's more natural to take a breath in and then ask a question.
1: And then breathe out. I Like that one makes more sense. But like, just try saying something right. Like try breathing out like a forceful breath of air out, say a sentence and then a forceful breath again. It's awkward. People don't
2: do that. Mm -hmm. It would sound weird. So that one we're kind of, we're not as sure about, but it's definitely unusual. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's out of place. But... I don't know what it is about this. It's not too long after that. Maybe just a couple of minutes later as we're walking along the top, the catwalk. I don't know if we're getting ready to leave to go check out another portion of the jail. Po- uh, possibly because there were the solitary <laughs> confinement rooms.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We're getting ready to leave and feel like this is another intelligent, um, intelligent Cat
1: record like EDP.
2: Yes. Because to me, it's almost like they don't want us to go or we've missed something. We've missed somebody because very clearly in Maddie's voice recorder, Uh we get someone saying, hey, hey, like it's two A's. There's one
1: and the second one is loud. They're back to back. Yeah. And the second one is more forceful. Like they like they're trying to stop us, basically. Mm
2: -hmm. Trying to get our attention. That's one of those. We always have it recording because you never know. When someone's going to speak up or get your attention.
1: And at this point, I believe we were all talking, deciding where, like, where we were going to split off to next. So you hear all three of our voices discussing what's going to happen. Yes. And then this, hey.
2: Yeah, you can hear Kelsey and I in the background. So you know we're not close to it. It's not us.
1: Right. And the way you hear our voices throughout the whole recording, the only way it would be possible is if Maddie put it right up to her lips and was like, hey. But, again, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. I'm telling you, we go through these things with a fine-tooth comb. I, we've listened to it enough to that we started almost like warping our hearing of it. So we took took a break from it and came back to it eventually. Yeah. But, it, again, and these are things that we will post for on our Patreon. If you donate at any level, you can catch all of our EVP recordings if we ever catch any camp camcorders do people call them camcorders anymore just know. our video footage any any footage we find at our locations we will post a patreon and that can be accessed by donating so we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later thank you
2: so there is a third level to the jail after we check out the catwalk and the other cells we head up to there's a section that they actually had a section for women and specifically they didn't yeah. let them in the rotating part of the the prison. With, yeah, yeah. And I believe they said they could hold up to six or seven female prisoners. Yikes. That At is one. a small room. Yeah. Well, it was the two. Right. One oh, of them okay, okay. was used as solitary confinement, but if no one was using it, they would put the women in there if it was necessary. Yes. Yes. They also, I think, used it as the drunk tank at some point, because yeah. what yeah. they, you didn't mention the history, and if they didn't mention it on the website, the person working at the museum did say that they found out very quickly that it was not a good idea to stick a drunk person in a spinning jail cell. <laughs> yeah. Right, <laughs> so yeah. they started sticking them in, like, the solitary confinement up on the second floor.
1: And those are, like, traditional cells.
2: Yes, those are stationary. Yeah. We also caught what we thought was an EVP in there, but we just could not... we couldn't figure out what it was saying. It was just unintelligible. Yeah, it
1: was one of the, it wasn't clear enough and we couldn't decide whether or not it was one of us or it was one of us or not, so we just chalked it up to
2: it we're mm-hmm. not gonna We spent so much time on it, but Maddie was sitting in the solitary confinement room and I'm across the hall in the women's cell and I come to get Kelsey to show her something and as Kelsey and I are walking out of solitary confinement Something is caught on the EVP, and we've tried and tried, but cannot figure out what it's saying. But
1: I think the thing that makes it weirder is right before that, I I sometimes get these feelings here. I'm convinced we have a ghost cat here. You hear me talking to Maddie through her voice recorder, and then you hear something smack, and it's me, and I... She asked what was wrong. I said, it felt like something just brushed across my leg. Mm -hmm. Megan walks in. She's like, hey, come look at this. So I walk with her. After I felt this thing brush my leg and we walked out, we catch something that we can't, we can't just, we can't figure it out. Yeah. So it is a little odd that for no reason it felt, it felt like something almost grabbed my leg. So I smacked it. Mm -hmm. And then we hear something, but it's just, it could possibly be debunked, so we don't we don't know.
2: And I would say Kelsey feeling something scratching or hitting, whatever the sensation was on your leg, I would say it could be a twitch or just how you kind of get a cold well, chill. I was say. It
1: happens to me randomly sometimes, mostly here at home. I'm convinced the ghost cat, but
2: whatever. But that is not the only instance where there was physical um, touch. Or something happened that was physical instead of just hearing it or seeing it on camera. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I really wish we could like clear that EVP up just a little bit more because later, just just beyond the isolation and women's cell is the infirmary. It's where they would put sick people or people who needed medical attention while in the prison.
1: Yeah which also brings it back to when you walk up there's like they said there are flyers up and things like that so it can explain what each section is since they're not doing guided tours and it's funny because right when you get up in that section there's a sign that talks about the infirmary and what it was used for and then it said people would regularly like Purposefully. purposefully be arrested like two or three times a month to receive medical care because it is so hard to receive this is not a joke it says that on there it's so hard to receive medical care in america that some people would purposefully be get arrested two or three times a month so they could be checked out by a
2: doctor while they were in jail Mm -hmm. they actually had a guy this came from the the museum the person working at the museum as well not on any website but she mentioned that there was a guy who had a wooden leg and when it was time for him to get a new leg he would get arrested and stick his leg in between the bars because at some point to save on money and not spend so much on iron they made the bars further apart than normal Mm-hmm. he would stick his leg through the bar so when they'd rotate it it would just disintegrate now. his leg and he's like oh darn i guess you guys have to get me a new one and after the second or third time they're like hey yes. <laughs> so they just like stopped putting him in the rotating cell because he kept breaking his wooden leg on purpose but how pathetic is that
1: that it says on there it flat out, it spells it out for you, it says that people would get arrested regularly on a monthly basis so they could receive affordable medical, medical care. attention, yep. Holy Nuts. crap. I I would not be surprised if that still happens today. Would not. Like I said, it's very annoying that people on death row get three square meals a day, de- three, a D, de- oh <laughs> am I Scottish my now? Three square meals a day, a bed to sleep in, medical care, like, that's another podcast
2: (laughs) so back to the physical sensations this was a this was interesting i feel like we get up to the infirmary and honestly we felt like it had just died down at this point what we were experiencing at in the moment Right was nothing. We weren't hearing anything anymore. We weren't seeing, feeling anything. Yeah, I felt
1: weird on the second floor. Of the infirmary. I was pretty chill. it it whatever I felt down there did not follow
2: me up. It's a relatively small room. It's open, and that just has two cells in the middle of the room that you can do a full three sixty walk around. well, at one point, you have to be. About the thickness of a toothpick to get through, but you could
1: if you wanted. I (laughs) somehow did the first time, and then I went to go demonstrate and almost got stuck.
2: I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So we were still filming, still doing the voice recording, not getting a ton. At this point, Kelsey had walked off. We're getting close to the end of the investigation, and... Kelsey had walked off to... I finally
1: remembered what you're going to talk about. Send a
2: text or take a phone call. I can't remember. I think you were just going to text somebody, but you didn't want to... Yeah. Oh, I I was going to make a phone call. Mm -hmm. So you didn't want to bother us with the recording. Well, when you came back, you were talking to us like, are we thinking about wrapping it up? Are we ready to go? And then Maddie starts talking to us and Kelsey stops her and says, is your tooth bleeding? And I want to let you know, Maddie and I were sitting away from each other. We were both just leaning up against a wall, recording different parts, asking questions. N- there's nothing to run into. or t- I mean, I you would know if she had ran into something. It just, as far as I could tell, she was in my view at some point at all times. And Kelsey yeah. noticed it and she said, yeah, I felt weird
1: calling her out like that. I was like, I think your tooth's bleeding.
2: <laughs> so she reaches up and is like, Really, it's bleeding, and I'm trying to get the camera to to focus in on it. I was like, "Look!" And then I really hate that I did this because, guys, we caught an EVP along with this, and it's actually <laughs> really menacing that went along with it. When you think about what happened, I guess. Yeah. Because first you have that scratchy feeling, and then several minutes later on the same floor, now Maddie has a tooth bleeding, and. I'm trying to get the camera on her, and I make some. I make fun of Ghost Adventures, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I make fun of Zach. If you've seen any intro from season one through three, you well, hear it's the, seven. I think is I it. I, I thought I they, we're in
1: season like six or seven,
2: and he still does it. Yeah. Oh, maybe
1: you're right. One through three
2: in the intro. They do a snippet in Ghost Adventures where Zach yells, did someone scratch me? But his (laughs) voice like cracks. And so I was just being a jerk and mimicking that. Did someone scratch me voice? And right after I say that, it's there is a second of silence. And then there's this high pitched. It almost sounds like it's coming from around the bend. Right. Like it's not right near us. But it sounds like someone down the hall yells, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then after that somebody laughs like you hear this ha, ha like like off a, in the distance
1: off. yeah so Megan makes the joke someone says yeah and we're joking about ghost adventures our commotion dies down and then as far away as the yeah happened you just hear this breathy like someone just
2: starts laughing mm-hmm so did somebody physically hurt Maddie and she didn't realize it? And they're saying, Yep, that was me and laughing about it. But I, It's a little I weird. don't know. And it's, yeah, it was very, again, I think almost everything we received on the EVP was intelligent. Yes. It,
1: <sighs> yeah. Which now, that's not even, so that, that one is was not medicine. the last one. That's not the last one. And it's not even the most damning like Mm -mm. this last one that it's gonna cover we listen to more than any other evp
2: over and over and we have tried because we we've we keep telling ourselves there's no way that we caught an evp that clear and that intelligent. Well,
1: this this is hands down the clearest. E- other than if you go all the way back to the plantation episode. I can't remember what episode that was. Mm-hmm. When we received the eight through it. That one was clear. This is. We had Beyond to decide that. if it was one of us talking. Mm-hmm.
2: And as many times as we listened to it. And in the inflection of the voice. Our first instinct was to say it was Maddie. Mm-hmm. But then Maddie talks over it. It sounds just like her. The thing is,
1: me and Megan now having heard it can mimic it. We both have a good sense of pitch. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, oh, could I sound like that? I could. In this moment, I could make it sound like that. But I would not have said something like that in that moment. Especially, it's again, this is a little embarrassing, the conversation that was happening. I was trying to contact my work and I was explaining that I couldn't contact them and they wanted me to contact my boss and blah, blah, blah. So we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. a And it happens right when the silence falls. I make my statement, silence falls. And -hmm. then this happens. I almost don't know if I want to say what it says. And if we like, if it's just going to be solely Patreon. I don't know. What do you want to do about that? Because it's it's a lot. Well, the thing is, we can tell you what it is. You have to hear it for yourself and decide for yourself.
2: mm -hmm. I will say that at this point the investigation is over we are actually in the process of packing up and i said you know what i'm gonna let EV- my evp run until we get downstairs and maddie said yeah that's cool so it's at this moment actually no. that maddie's camera's off no i maddie's camera she does uh-huh. turn off herself and she is putting it in the bag at this point I'm still holding the camera. I said, I'm going to record it until the end. Yes,
1: because I passed it off to Megan when I made my phone call. I was like, can you hold this? I'm going to go make the phone call. I'll be Mm -hmm. right back. That's when we have the conversation. That's when this thing happens. Maddie puts her camera away.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, then I get to the point where I'm like, okay, now I'm definitely going to put my camera away. And I look down and it's not recording anymore, but it's not dead. And I said, when did it stop recording? And I honestly had no idea and so now I'm panicking thinking oh my god did Kelsey did one of us accidentally turn it off when we passed it off to to me and so I said have I really just been standing here for like 15 minutes like a dum-dum just recording nothing and going back later we found out I was still recording all the way up until just before the CVP happens, maybe
1: 30 seconds before it happens and
2: then the camera just stops And I wasn't, I was just holding it. There's, you have to really, there is a specific button you have to hit to stop that camera from recording. And the fact that it stops just before we capture this is so frustrating Mm -hmm. because this is,
1: this is really when we needed to corroborate. mm
2: -hmm. We are having such a hard time admitting that this may be an EVP because it sounds so clear. But you heard
1: me talking because I was telling them my situation. Maddie responds as the voice that sounds like Maddie is talking,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: which now I'm doing the thing that we do every so many episodes where I'm creeping myself out because if it is an EVP, hear me out they I felt something brush against my leg in the room with Maddie when mm-hmm. we're on the third floor something made her tooth bleed and when we're like did you did you make Maddie's tooth bleed it said yeah and started laughing at her what if when I made my statement that was mocking her because she started talking and it like sounded exactly like her in a very mocking tone hmm, because and she was the one that felt uneasy the entire That's time. That's what I was about to
2: say. Maddie's the only one who never felt better as we went up. Mm-hmm. Like the feeling, it only intensified for her. Yes, because like we said, bringing it back, is this a voice
1: that me and Megan could replicate? Yes. Is kind it something of. we would have done in the moment? No. no.
2: No, the way it And not even Maddie. It, Maddie
1: was like, I wouldn't be that douchey. Why would I say something like that?
2: Yeah, Maddie was actually the one who discovered the EVP. She was reviewing it first. And when she heard it, she said, like, it sounded so rude and so out of character and out of place that she doesn't understand why any of us would have said it.
1: Right. So I guess now all this build up, we can tell you what it said. But again... Patreon donation. You can hear it yourself, and you can decide. Mm -hmm. So I have just come up to them. I've been trying to get a hold of my work because there's like it. it, It's a long story, but I was trying to get a hold of my job. Called them, texted them. They're finally like, "Oh, we think the the boss is there. If you want to message her." And I just walked up and told them, "I was like, hey, they said my boss is there. She'll be there until five o'clock, and then nothing." Then I stop Mm -hmm. waiting for a response to see
2: what they thought. And then what you hear next. It sounds like, I don't know, Maddie's evil twin. Yes. (laughs) And it says, I don't care. And then it's, there's something, but it's almost like you've got two two or three voices talking over each other and then our voices. So there's like five voices you're hearing in this recording. That's why it was so
1: hard for us to distinguish. So I say my boss is there till five.
2: Mm -hmm. And then you hear, I don't care. She And then another voice on top, it says, quit changing it. Yeah. And then you hear, and then while it's saying quit changing it, you hear Maddie talking over it. And then you hear Kelsey's, it's just, there's too many voices in that room. (laughs) So many times, but I'm telling you, it,
1: first of all, the, what was, I already forgot what it said. The, I don't
3: care. I don't care. She,
1: the, she and the quit almost make a one word that would not naturally be spoken by a person. And that's why we think it could even be a second voice Mm -hmm. because I don't care. She quit. Like I can try as much as I want, but it, it overlaps. Mm -hmm. And then it's like someone cuts them off, like frustrated and they're like, quit changing it.
2: Yeah. It's you guys, (laughs) I have chills right now because Mm -hmm. I just can't, I I I don't know. I don't know what to think. It's so you hard for me to admit that that could be an EVP because of as, how clear right, it is. As much
1: as we wanted it to be, we tried very hard to explain it away because we're like we're afraid that people are not going to believe this. It's I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around it. Mm-hmm.
2: But I've listened and listened and listened. <laughs> right. We've listened to it over a speaker. We've listened to it on headphones. Like you know fine-tuned and we I can't. have no
1: explanation because again if you if you knew the conversation I don't know how much of this I'll put up it also just doesn't make sense to the it doesn't sit in the same context it doesn't make sense as a response
2: mm no so <laughs> so yeah <laughs> after that all equipment is shut off and put away and We make our way downstairs where we have the museum. She's not the director, but employee show us how the Rotary Jail actually works and spins it. And I have that video and that wraps up our trip to the Rotary Jail in Crawfordsville. Yeah, I I just it's one of those things we did not realize in the moment how much activity there was going on there.
1: And maybe we just need to be a little more in tune because, like we said, the feeling when Mm -hmm. you step back there. Because the thing is, she told us, (laughs) I'm trying to think there's a movie that comes to mind when she's like, oh, you just go through that door and the jail is there. First of all, you step through the threshold and it is at least a 10 degree difference. The temperature just plummets. And I... Uh, it reminds me of, and actually I just had Maddie watch it for the first time the other night, I meant to tell you, Grave Encounters 2,
3: mm-hmm.
1: where they get in the elevator and you, so it reminds me of, she was just like, alright, that's everything I have to show you, go ahead and go through the door, if you have any questions, whatever, I'll be here, but have a good time, guys, and Grave Encounters 2, when they get in the elevator and turn and the the house maid, the, the maid or whatever is just standing like this, Ma- you guys can't see me, but Megan can see me when it's like, and the doors shut. That's what it reminded me of is these invisible. She's like, all right, bye. And then the invisible door shuts. Uh, uh, and then no. the second we stepped through that threshold, the whole vibe changed.
2: Yes. It was very inviting where she was. It was oh, yeah. so it was warm. cozy. It was
1: nice. Even the little gallows <laughs> section was next to the children's corner. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which, it, was,
3: it was a choice. It was but.
1: nice. But the second you step back there the entire mood changes mm-hmm. it's freezing cold mhm and the what we just took as being uneasy because we were didn't have our sea legs on the movable jail cells yeah was was probably more
2: yeah and if these are the times where you see all these crazy ridiculous things that if you watch ghost adventures that they pull out and they have like these grids and they have all I do these, want a light grid, though. <laughs> it's There's so many things I'm like, oh my gosh, if we would have had that in the moment, what else could we have caught? You right. Know? You'll
1: notice as time goes on as we do more of these episodes and as we gather more equipment definitely thanks to your donations thank you again for the mm-hmm. patreon and the paypal donations it's all you, this is you reap what you sow full circle now you get to see the fruits of your labor which is you gave us money to buy this equipment and now you can see the or evidence here. that we, or here the <laughs> evidence that we have to show you and i'm just super grateful now that we have it and kind of how far we come cuz i imagine i think about what we could have caught Oh, we had the recorder in Tunnelton, but no, we just used your phone, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we just used the
2: cell
3: phone.
1: I just, I will never stop going back to Tunnelton. I imagine <laughs> the things we could have caught if we had the equipment then that we do now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I, I don't want to deviate too much from like the original purpose of this. It's still ghost hunting. I like our little Ouija board and our dousing rods and pendulums when we have them and mm-hmm. just gut feelings, but. I lo- I really enjoy having these things now, and it's making it's bringing a whole new level mm-hmm. to this stu- to this thing we've been
2: doing for sixteen years. Oh gosh, oh man, sixteen years. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll definitely have to <laughs> wrap it up now because we can just keep going. The more we talk about this, I know when we started the episode, we're like, okay, we have all these EVPs, let's talk about them. But as we really discuss them and broke it down, it just gets so much more eerie
1: yeah and because we despite the way it sounds sometimes we do put effort into this before the episodes we don't just run in blind we have an idea of what we're going to discuss Mm -hmm. but it's i still can't stop myself from making the connections like i did with i think something didn't like maddie i don't know
2: yeah that could be.
1: And it's it comes all the way down to her feeling bad the whole time. Her tooth bleeding and being laughed at when she said someone made my tooth bleed. And the mocking tone that's sp- not only mocked her in her own tone, but spoke over her when she tried to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yeah. mm huh. well, <laughs> if you liked that story, <laughs> if you want to hear more of these crazy investigations that we're doing all across the midwest right now but hopefully across the country further uh you can help us out and we've just talked about it And we've talked about the equipment that we have but you can donate to our podcast two different ways you can go to patreon.com slash or so they say pod and do a couple different tiers of donations. You can do one, five, or $10, I believe, right now. And any donation on Patreon will give you access to any of our extra content that we're going to load, including these EVPs. So if you're not currently donating... Get over there because we really need you guys to help us out on some of these EVPs.
1: We, I think we've burned ourselves out on some of these. So fresh ears, no joke, fresh ears might help us here. Yes,
2: yes, and then that is a monthly subscription that you can donate to. But if you're not into commitment totes get it we're there we're, uh, we understand there. you can do a one-time donation at our paypal and we'll have that linked on our website if you would like to support us in other ways if you're not big on the whole donation subscriptions i mean i don't know how many streaming services i have i can't keep up with them i get it it's like oh it's only five dollars it's only 9.99 and then like a hundred dollars later you're like what's happening you're every month mr crab's like <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, you can purchase our merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can get shirts, masks, uh, bags, psh, whatever, socks. Whatever your heart desires. Anything you want, we probably have it. And you can rep us that way. You can find us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at or so they say pod, where you can share our post and Share our pages to your friends, your family, your other spooky loving friends, and get those, get people listening to us. You know, that's what also helps not just get our name out there, but it also brings a lot of stories to us, I feel like. Things we wouldn't have necessarily thought of before. We've had a lot of people reach out to us with stories that we've never even come across. And actually, this was one of them. The Rotary Jail wasn't something on our radar until it was brought to our attention. Yeah. So... You guys definitely help with that, too. So the more you share our post, the more it actually helps us out in many different ways besides... You know, gaining listeners. So, which right. is always a good thing.
1: Yeah. We appreciate, we appreciate the reaching out regularly. We have some, we have some people that reach out regularly. We just got an email today, which I suppose we could tell you guys. Oh, it's yes. Good, good, news. good news. Let's t- take it back, what, 10 episodes now? Good Lord. I Probably don't even know. Probably more. <laughs> yeah. All the way back to Evansville, Indiana, to the Willard Library. Yes. We have, I'm so, I'm grateful for the people I've met through this podcast, too. One of I know. which being, let's, Stacey. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Stacey. Stacy, she
2: we, was on one of our listener episodes, by the way, so you should go back and listen to her spooky stories, because she definitely creeped us out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so she works at the Willard Library, and she just informed us much to our delight, and hopefully your delight. I don't remember, we did discuss it. The mm-hmm. Willard Library has ghost cams that they had for a long time, but there wasn't funding, so they stopped running, because you can go to their website and you're supposed to see these things, but they've been blackout for a long time.
2: Yeah. They're up. They you are back You can go to that website running. right now and
1: they update every 60 seconds. Yeah. You well,
2: can- I think it's a totally live feed now from what I've checked out it's like just a running live okay
1: because what it was before was like it updated every 60 seconds i believe so that's kind of cool but it you can see different areas of the library at Mm -hmm. night during the these cameras run always Mm -hmm. it is literally the willard library ghost cams
2: yep you can check the website is willard that's w-i-l-l-a-r-d ghost.com so stacy bless you for hitting us with that
1: information and now i have more
2: stuff to distract me I know I was already checking it out right before we started recording I was like god this looks spooky I love it I love it so much and then very very last thing because we're terrible people and forgot the last episode we're We're so so sorry we had a donation sent to us by one of our very good friends Fran Fran so sorry we missed you on the last one that was a uh, oopsie on our part but <laughs> thank, thank you so much for donating we super appreciate it.
1: Yes even we're we're forgetful if you haven't noticed I'll also text you back let's go mushroom hunting i can go
2: <laughs> if you catch this episode we're going mushroom hunting let's do it. I know she she's got land now that we can go out and just our
3: friends are what thriving. we're going our
2: friends are thriving honestly <laughs> i can't believe all of you just claps yes. claps for our
3: friend Yay. group <laughs> so
2: i believe that wraps it up x it does not there's one last thing Oh God, God, I'm the worst. so last episode was our listener episode and if you're asking yourself gee i wonder how i could send my ghost stories into them because i've got some crazy ones oh you can. Well, let you us can. tell you how. It's not that hard. You can send them to our email at or so they say pod at gmail.com and tell us your spooky encounters. We've had ghost children. We hate you guys, but we love you guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> please stop sending us kid ghosts. Send them. It, it's
1: yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I just saw something the other day that reminded me, I'm like, maybe this is why I don't like kid ghosts. And I believe, I think it's also Grave Encounters, too. Here we go. Because remember, they're like, oh, there was a child's ward. Do you remember Caitlin? Hi, guys. Like, she's brushing her hair all <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And she. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Yep. rather die. Or when he's crawling through the ducks to get to you know who, and he gets his pant leg caught and looks up. Uh, I.
2: Yeah. Uh, how about we just take it back to I don't know Ashmore, uh, the no. attic. No. Th- oh, shut your mouth, Okay. kid <laughs> ghosts.
1: Uh, <laughs> just send them. We're not gonna be happy, but just send them our way. If you want to see
2: us, just well, not see, hear a squirm in our seat. You can send us your kid ghost stories <gasps> or any ghost story in general to our email address, and you can be featured on one of our. Uh, listener episodes that we do every first Thursday of the month and if you do have the capability and you like talking as much as we like talking, of course. Then, <laughs> Thanks for sticking through this one. Phew, I just well, I didn't know this was going to happen, but we never know. If you like to talk as much as we do, we can also look at maybe doing an interview of some sorts. So, Zoom
1: is a thing. Qu- <laughs> quarantine and COVID have taught us many ways of interacting, mm-hmm. not face to face.
2: So you can also ask at our email and we can set something up that way. That is it.
1: It is. I finished my beer. You almost did, which is actually like an accomplishment for you. That's good for me.
2: That is good for me. I know. I'm sick
1: of dumping out. We don't waste in this house. I'm sick of dumping your beers.
2: I got real. I was drinking it while I was talking and then I just got like real into the figuring this out. Oh, yeah. That's it. We've (sighs) got to stop. We, We have to
1: stop. This is what the tangent episodes are for.
2: Shoo. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Come back next week. We have more spooky stuff to share.
1: Yay. Okay. My tummy hurts. I got to <laughs> oh, go. Oh, <laughs> you
2: did it. Tum-
1: <laughs> oh, I said tummy. Oh, man. I am 29 Bye, years guys. old. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. It's okay. I hate me too. Bye. <laughs> Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Cody Mason. Visit us at our website or so they save where you can donate to our Patreon or PayPal, check out our merch at redbubble.com, and find links to all of our social media. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave us a glowing review. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.